0: Hi, I'm Chris, and with me is Matt, and we're slowing down with the people around us between the miles. Matt, it's hard to believe we are in episode 10, and we've had some really great conversations with guests, and and, uh, for anyone who's listening, and maybe this is your first time, uh, we definitely encourage you guys to go back, uh, because some really good conversations, conversations about, uh, you know, uh, adventures, job changes career changes all sorts of different things happening in men and women's lives and um, actually matt before we jump into today's topic um you have an esther update i believe
1: uh yeah yeah i was uh walking the dog the uh the other day and i mean i see esther at least once a week now which is great um and she pulled over and and um you know, I'd seen, I'd, I'd seen her last week and I'd shared, uh, you know, the name of the podcast with her. She, you know, she's on Spotify and she started listening. So she like pulled over and she had this huge smile on her face and she goes, Matt, and I'm like, Esther, how are you? She's like, I listened to the first episode of the podcast and I got to tell you, I was blushing the whole time. And I was like, well, we would love to have you on as a guest. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that resonated with you. She's like, I can't tell you how much I agree with the neighborhood needing to connect. I've, I told someone at 702 Adana and 408 Olmstead, and she just started rattling everyone off and it was just such epic, like queen Esther in her element. It was, it was amazing.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So everyone, that's your queen Esther updating a uh, little shout out to, uh, Queen, Esther, uh, thank you so much for all you do for us uh, here in uh, Sudbrook. Uh, but anyway, so Matt, um, I know as we were preparing for this show, which it, it's a conversation just you and I, no, no special guests today, um, that uh, you came a, across a, a subject, a topic um, on a run, right? Mm-hmm. That you were like, oh man, we, we have to talk about this in in episode 10. And so uh, why don't you tell people little bit more of what's on your mind and, and why how this subject ar- arose
1: well uh the first thing i'll say is you know getting 10 episodes in uh you get a lot of feedback and i, I don't know if you've been mm. experiencing that chris but uh I, I would say both positive which keeps you going and, and motivated to to keep after this stuff like you're on the right track as well as constructive mm. um and you know Before we, you know, maybe jump right into the topic, you know, one of the things that, you know, the, the group of friends that I have and who are on text threads and things like that, they just eat up the name between the miles. Mm -hmm. And so this week, I really tried to intentionally focus during my runs, right. What was I thinking about and what was I experiencing in in the moments, right. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, between the miles and I cannot tell you how much I just consistently was thinking about change this week. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't know your experience with it, Chris. Uh, well, I do. But maybe our <laughs> listeners don't. You know, I, that was something that was resonating with me on the run
0: yeah, well, and it makes sense, right? Because let's face it, the last year has been changed for a lot of us for obvious reasons. But even within the obvious, there have been more subtle changes. And you know, part of the reason why we've connected is because of a change in our own personal or professional lives. Um, you know, uh, in the, in that regards. But I know as we've started the show, Matt, you've had some pretty significant change going on um, in your life. and 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 so, on these runs, right? When we're not listening to music or um, running with one another, our, our minds wander and we really go deeper into this. But um, yeah, why don't you tell people a little bit about like some of those thoughts that have emerged because of change, right? Some of those points or, or things that have really risen to the surface.
1: Yeah. So I guess I'll, I'll talk, uh, you know, about, you know, specifically currently. So today, Mark's Right, the, the the completion of my first four weeks, mm-hmm. uh, in an, in in you know with a new company, okay, um, and uh, it was it was a big change. I I you know my my previous company that I had been with um, was you know it was in um, the financial service industry and and it was um nine years of incredible relationships, incredible experiences, and so. You know I think on the surface, a lot of people thought I was going to be there forever, right I, I mm. thought I was going to be there forever. Um, but you know, things have a way of changing and um, and, and so here I am today, right, celebrating my, my one month in a new company and and so without you know diving right into it, I, you know I think that there's just a lot of thoughts that I had about you know where this change started, what what change is like and Chris I, I don't know if you've experienced change in your life, but uh it you know it can be transformational for people, and it certainly has been for me
0: yeah I mean it's definitely transformational um I mean that's what change is all about is there something that's either happening you know within our control or outside of our control that that's forcing this change and you know I appreciate you you mentioning like feeling like you were gonna be there forever right feeling like you were gonna like uh, be there. And and like, I don't know about you, but uh, for me, there was a time when, especially when I had my first job that I romanticized about the idea that I would spend my whole career at one place, you know, and um, uh, even though the organization I was a part of didn't necessarily do this, but that like the 25 mile uh, or 25 year mark, the 50 year mark in a company, you get like the, the gold plated pen or the, you know, rocking chair or things like that. And, um, but as you and I prepped for the show, one of the things we talked about is that change doesn't even though to people on the outside, right, like you leaving your, uh, the company you were a part of, for people who might not know you or talk to you a lot, that might've seemed like a sudden change while change can be sudden, like we've experienced in this last year. It can also be gradual at the same time. Right. And so like. Tell us a little bit about maybe, all right, so at one point you thought you were going to be there forever. What When you look back, what are some of the small things that happened or small thoughts that came up where you started to realize like, oh, maybe I won't be here forever?
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to flash back really quickly before bringing us to that point. And so, you know, I've alluded through some of the episodes that, um, That the first two jobs in my career path, I was let go outside of my control. So I think right there, right, those experiences really shaped me. And those were two very negative experiences that now I see as a positive,
2: right? There was so much I learned from those those experiences.
1: Let let me ask
0: you a little bit more about that. Like, do you think because you found a job that you really enjoyed and there seemed to be security there? Because I know you, did, you advanced a lot through that the, the organization you were just a part of that it was kind of like, like because I have control, I feel like I'm choosing now to be here forever where with those other jobs, it was kind of taken from you.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I think, you know, my knee jerk reaction is no. The people that I worked with, um, how much the company poured into development, um, you know, I mean, I was, I was at Northwestern Mutual, right? We were in the financial service industry. We had tremendous impacts on uh, advancing, you know, the idea of financial security in communities, right There's like there was like mission, vision, values, purpose. and the company backed it up. And I love the people that I worked with. So to me, even though I was advancing and growing, I think it was more coming from a place of almost just genuine gratitude. Like I owe it to all of these people that have poured into the person that I've become. Mm,
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. And and so in that flashback, right, Mm -hmm. those decisions were made for me and it was, it was, I mean, I was at both of those companies for maybe a year, you know, and it was a really difficult time for a lot of people, so I, I'm not going to lament about that, but then it was that that conversation with my wife
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, who at the time was my girlfriend that that you know my goal was to move in and, and live together, and she said, "Hey, I think you've got to look outside of the scope of where you are today
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh that that's another thing I've carried with me, right that advice mm-hmm. of Of, you know, sometimes you have to shake yourself up outside your comfort zone to go to those next levels of uh, growth when you're making a change.
0: Yeah. I mean, that totally makes sense because, you know, one of the things that we have to be careful of is falling in a line of complacency, right? Um, Like in, in the world that I, I spend a lot of uh, my professional time in, in church world, Uh, there's this one phrase that people cringe when they hear it, right? And it's, we've always done it this way, right? Like we do this because we've always done it this way. And I know this goes beyond uh, just church and into other areas. And um, while we don't like when other people say to us, like I I was just talking to one of my clients about this recently, we have to be careful of not doing that to ourselves or putting ourselves in a situation. um, Because I think a lot of us in our In our minds, we love growth, but at the same time, we want to hit that time where we can just, you know, retire, set, you know, take a step back and put things into cruise control, like arrive at our destination. But the problem is when we strive for those moments, um, we end up um, limiting ourselves and actually, I think even worse, hurting ourselves from progressing forward. Does that make sense?
1: Dude, it, it's funny you mentioned that because number one, if anyone out there is following one of our guests, Jess, Jess Langley on um, Instagram and social media, I believe she posted something about right living for the journey and not the destination. And, and mm-hmm. she had a really great post about that this past week. So if you get a chance right at the colorful Jess, at the white coffee creative, um, that was one. And then I heard it. I can't remember, but I, I heard that this week. That we've got this perception mm-hmm. that there's this destination called happiness.
2: Mm-hmm. right? and yeah. And that if we just do x, y, and z,
1: we're going to find happiness.
2: Right. Right.
1: But if that's all we're looking for, we're going to miss all the little happy moments and the small things along the way right that build up and just add right to when you're reflecting on your life
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: so yeah it's 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 if you're growing like in my opinion if you're growing for that purpose and you think that like growth is this this finite game Mm -hmm. it's it's gonna consistently feel like you're losing
0: yes yeah yeah and actually simon Sinek, i know um has some really great um videos on that uh podcast interview with him and dr Brene brown on dare to lead uh they talked a lot about that sort of finite infinite so i definitely agree with that um you know with going back to you know your story of uh, or just your experience of, of you know leaving uh northwestern and and, and pursuing this new career You know, you mentioned um, how uh, we don't want to miss these little moments of happiness, but we also don't want to just pursue happiness as this kind of end goal. It reminds me of something that uh, we talked about where you don't want to let your perception skew reality, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Tell people a little bit more about what what you meant by that. Like when we were talking, like you don't want to let perception skew reality.
1: Yeah, so I'll give two examples here and feel free to jump in on either. Cause I know that you've got some really great thoughts on this, but the mm-hmm. first one is this,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I, I, received, uh, some emails. Um, I received some text messages and I received some phone calls when, um, when, when I had announced that I was leaving a company that I'd been with for nine years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And number one, that's a, it's an insanely humbling experience to, to have, you know just you know an outpouring of people reaching out to you wishing you well but but also just
2: you know genuinely um i guess i don't know if the words moved but mm-hmm. yeah
1: people are just genuinely moved uh to reach out so so what i what i realized is that people's perception was that i was going to be there forever right Because of how much I outwardly displayed my love for the company and my love for the people that I was around, the amount of service that I was doing and all these different things. The reality was, is nobody really had the chance to go deep with each other to even know that I was in this place where I was really struggling professionally about how I was going to grow again.
0: And Matt, I really appreciate you you sharing that, right? Like people not recognizing that you were struggling with something. and And so the question that like kind of comes to my mind is like, um, is that something that um, well, what are ways you think that people at work can recognize that or ways we can invite people to recognize that because, You know, we don't want necessarily to give people the impression that we're unhappy at our organizations so that um, in fear that maybe they're going to push us out. Right. But then again, you know, if there's a way that I know for myself as a manager, if I have an employee that is desiring to grow, I want to help him or her, um, you know, discern that and, and, and also discover ways that they can grow, whether that's within the organization or maybe even helping them find a new career path. Right. So like in your mind, what are, again, ways that you think um, uh, people can uh, create that vulnerability so that it's not so much a shock or surprise? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. So I think, you know, uh, that's a twofold answer. Number one, you know, Northwestern Mutual is, a, you know, it's a very uh, large organization that operates like a ton of small businesses. So there was all these people going in all these different directions Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis. So I think organically the infrastructure led to the disconnect a little bit. And so that it's it's a hard organization to compare to others, but here's why I think it does compare. If we're not learning about you know, the people that we're spending a majority
2: of our time with and we're not, especially as leaders, mm. if we're not coming from a place of service, right? And creating this, let's call it um,
1: safe space for people to be their genuine, authentic selves. Then ultimately, right, there are going to be people that are going to be with you for nine years that you're going to feel like are all of a sudden up and leaving you suddenly Mm. when in reality, right. It was just that collection of, of, of things over time where you're not, you're not going and learning about what's most important one year from now, six months from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. So I think, I think, you know, connection and communication, those breakdowns um can happen even at the best organizations.
0: You definitely, know? definitely, definitely. I agree with you. And so, like in, in church world, we have a, a word, a buzzword recently called accompaniment, right? Like mm-hmm. and the whole uh buzz around that is the idea that in order to help people grow in their faith, especially young people, you need to accompany them, walk us a- alongside them, right? And um uh i don't know if you if you've seen this in a lot of business books i have but you know there's a the whole idea that um when you're working as a part of an organization you want to work you know um together more as a team than in silos right and 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 that's that's essentially what this podcast is about right avoiding silos so that we can work together so that not that surprises won't happen right we can't avoid that and and there's only so much that you can share with people because Heck, you know, I'm sure as you were going through this change process, I know for me, when I've gone through change process, right, like I can't even articulate what I'm feeling, right? You're feeling one thing, but how you articulate it is a little bit different. But at the same time, the more that we walk with people and give ourselves and give other people permission to ask questions, right? You know, the more that we get beyond the the questions of like, hey, how's the weather, you know, today? Or did you catch the game? And really get more into... You know, like, hey, you know, Matt. Like, um, looked like from what I saw online, you had a really good weekend with your family. Tell me a little bit more about that, right? Or um, uh, just, uh, I know you had vacation uh, coming up. Like, are are you prepared for that? Are you feeling stressed out? How 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 can I help you? How can I walk alongside you um, in that? And so I think like one of the ways that we can help people through change and accompany them through change is by um, is by asking questions, but also listening to what they have to say.
2: Yeah
1: and it's 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 not independence it's not dependence it's interdependence right mm-hmm. like yeah. we yeah, create yeah. this atmosphere where everyone thrives right off of the success of others and and um and we're all we're all there for each other right yeah and so yeah. so i think you know uh, avoiding silos is difficult in large organizations right in different infrastructures Dude, it could happen in a small company. Oh, yeah. You know, like people, too many people are just, you know, head down,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right? Tied into Mm -hmm. whatever the short term thing is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that goes back to something that we we started Scratch the Service on that, that honestly, if you're going to be able to trust your gut, change is actually gradual. Mm -hmm. It feels sudden but it's typically gradual, whether it's, it's, it's this graduation of thoughts, beliefs, habits, whatever. Change doesn't happen in an instant. It happens over time.
0: Well, I think it's because we're, we're designed to grow, right? Like, I mean, we, we all embrace, well, we embrace to a certain age, all the physical changes we go through, right. Until we start getting older and then we're like, no, I don't want that change. But, uh, you know, um, but we also have to recognize intellectually, emotionally, you know, spiritually, we change, we evolve, we we grow in that regards. And, and so I think it's being aware also of the those little subtle prompts, right? Um, and another thing I know you've shared with me, and I'd love to kind of just explore it a little bit, and we started to, is you, you said that change starts with us, right? Change starts with you, but everyone needs people in their corner to help them along the way. And yeah. that's a little bit in line with what I was saying with the accompaniment, but as you were going through this change um, in career, um, who were some of the people that came alongside and maybe helped you like process, um, you know, make
2: decisions, grow, learn, and, and make that change possible? So there's, there's really, I mean, there, there's several, right? But
1: there's, there's one person over this time that, that uh that to me really stands out, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm actually, you know, if, if people are hearing like pauses and things like that, I'm actually a little bit emotional and thinking about it,
2: you know? Yeah. So um we've, you know, personally, we've dealt with tremendous amounts of called adversity. Um and in about 2018,
1: um, you know, we, we, uh, we lost my sister-in-law and it was, uh, that was eight years, mm. you know, eight years where she battled cancer. And there's not a lot of people that are equipped to handle the depth of, what someone else needs in, in those moments mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so t- two things emerged from that um, the first was
2: I was very unhappy with all of the external things like that I was allowing to just
1: drive me at that point mm-hmm. because there were so many things to juggle, um, you know, both personally and professionally, right? And so let me give an example of that because it, it's super vague. I was in terrible shape. Mm. I felt crappy. My energy was was terrible. I was probably not the greatest person to be around. Um, and it, you know, anyone who knows me knows that. Uh, you know, I just want to. I want to be an example for my daughter, and I want to be an example for the people that are around. I want to be able to serve people with, with all my heart. Right. I just did not feel good about myself. And, 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 and that moment, right. I don't know if this was self or selfless or right. There's all these different terminologies going on. I decided to um, go on this journey of, of I'm going to do 10,000 steps a day for 66 days. Okay. Mm. And I know that this is a roundabout way to get to the point, but But let me tell you, like anyone who's done that for a week or a month or whatever it is knows it's very difficult for 66 days. Like it was near impossible. Right. And that like, I, I, I'm not trying to oversell this. Like if there was someone that wasn't in my corner, there's no way I walk 10,000 steps Mm. For 66 straight days. And that person um, was a really good friend of m- uh, really good friend of mine by the name of uh, Tim Haver. Mm. And during like that time, we just we we did this thing together,
2: and mm. he didn't need
1: to do it. He was just he realized how much I needed it. And so it was just the accountability of sending him a text message right, with the snapshot of hitting 10,000 steps, right? I I think I might have said 10,000 miles, but 10,000 steps, right? Right, right, right.
0: (laughs) 10,000 miles would have been impressive.
1: Yeah, (laughs) right.
0: Uh, You you did say steps, but like, so you you were – I love how you have this goal. And and then it, you, this accountability partner, right? Like yes. Tim, Tim was not just support. He was accountability. And so this need to send him the, the picture of like, Hey, I did it yes. not to, uh, just so that, um, one, he was in the know, but also so that someone could celebrate with you. Right.
1: Yes. And, and so in between that, I mean, we were talking almost every day on our drives into work at like 630, you know, seven in the morning, whatever it was. And like, I was. I I was like all knotted up in a 100 million different directions, but that 66 days really.
2: It changed something in me. Mm. And I could not I could not have done it without Tim. Mm. But I also couldn't have done it without, right, like, this, like,
1: vision of, like, just becoming, right? So going
2: back to this end result of happiness, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of a mirage. It it is. I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We're, We're happy. But it was
1: this this new vision of who am I going to become Mm -hmm. or who am I becoming in service of all the other people I care about? And so it was these two things that really drove me during, you know, that, that 66 day span that changed the trajectory of who I've become.
0: You, You know, I don't know if you've ever looked at it this way, but the way that you're describing it, it's almost like you went on this pilgrimage, right? Like, um, it's just almost kind of like a, a modern version of a pilgrimage where you weren't necessarily taking ten thousand steps a day towards a specific destination, right to to Mecca or Rome or Jerusalem or you know uh, uh, some mountaintop. But the way that you're describing it is like through the journey, right? Like um you were being molded and shaped and 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 you were processing all of that towards this new vision that was being impressed upon your heart and your mind. Right. Um, and you had Tim, um, uh, there as someone to make sure that, you know, you were able to explore that a little bit further, even though maybe there were, not and I don't know if there were profound conversations or anything like that, but, you know, just again, someone who is able to be there, but also celebrate with you. And I, I kind of want to go back to like something you mentioned before, where when um, you, you made that announcement that you were leaving and you, you said you got emails, texts, people responded to it. I'm sure that there were some people who were shocked, right? Um, with maybe sadness or maybe even disappointment. But um, I'm sure you also got responses of celebration, right? Of like, hey, congratulations, Matt, like, so happy for you. And not despite like your previous employer, but more of the fact of like, I think something we don't do enough is celebrate change, right? That we don't celebrate the fact that we are growing. We we do that with little kids, right? When when our kids took their first steps. We're like, "Oh, this is awesome. Let me show like everyone I can," right? But somewhere along the lines we stop celebrating these milestones and these changes not because of what of like that we are free of where we came from, but because of where we're going, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um so to answer that question there were certainly people that reached out to to celebrate um and honestly in those moments chris Mm -hmm. the real people in your life actually tend to you know to like the the visage or or like the veil or whatever it is of who is and who isn't or whatever like and and by the way right there's no i'm not judging people but you do see the people who, who emerge, mm-hmm. the yeah. people that are genuine, right. That have no ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's when I say it was, it was truly humbling, you know, to really know where um, I had some just genuinely amazing people that, that, that cared about me mm-hmm. um, and that were excited for, you know, for what was in store. So, yeah yeah I, I definitely experienced that, and you know, if you don't mind I, I you know i I'd love to you know just close on this thought of of you know the people you know having um people in our lives right because definitely we do, we need accountability we need mm-hmm. we need fans, right yeah. those are right We need those two things and and it yeah. could be but but the reality is is that a lot of times, without going off on a tangent here. We think that people, like one person in our lives can serve all of those things. Right, right, right. Oh my God, that is we,
0: not- we We need tribes and yeah. communities or groups of people who serve in, in different roles. No, I, I definitely, not not, not to j- jump on what you're no, about no. to share, but like, you know, um, I was just talking with um, um, a, a, a colleague of mine and um, we were just talking about how, you, um you need different types of people uh, a diversity of people in your life to challenge you to celebrate you to um just sometimes care for you right sometimes you just need that that person who's not going to say anything or do anything but just like kind of love you um through those those moments and I think where we get kind of stuck is, like you said, we put that on one person. And if you're married, unfortunately, sometimes that falls on a spouse or sometimes that yeah. falls on a child or a parent. Um, and, and while family has a whole different realm of what they can and, and, and should take, um, this is where, you know, and, and something we've heard with a lot of our guests, right? How many of them have therapists or coaches or mm-hmm. uh, cohorts or networks um, that they were working with? And part of the reason that they had this success was because of the, the, the communities, the churches, the organizations, the clubs, the relationships that they had. Um, and so, um, you know, again, not that this podcast is going to solve that for everyone, but that's part of like the vision that we've had for this, right? Connecting 1 million people seems so daunting. But if there's a way that, you know, our subscribers, uh, our guests, that we're able to continue to expand those networks so no one walks through life alone and through these changes alone, then um, I know that's going to bring me joy. I know that's going to bring us joy because that, that's the vision that I feel like has been placed on our hearts and, and in front of us with that.
1: Yeah. So dude, and that just that, you know, that, that brings up the point that it just starts with one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Right. So 10,000, like it started with one step. Yep. Uh, and for people, it could be just one connection.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And a million, right, starts with just one. So, so when we break it down, right, where we're going is extremely daunting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's extremely daunting. So if you're not breaking it down in its most simplistic form, Mm -hmm. try that. Yeah. Because I cannot tell you how many things have changed in my life Mm -hmm. because I've changed my thought process into thinking big, but going really small.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And uh, I mean, there's so many ways that you can, you can split that out. And and, and again, just going with our goal of connecting 1 million people, I'll, I'll tell you the other day, I was, I was thinking about that. I was like, all right, how many years would we have to do this to interview a million people? But that's not the point, right? We're not right. gonna have a million guests on the show. <laughs> um, it's too much math for me to do. But like, <laughs> but that's also what we want to invite our listeners. So people who are listening to this into like, how can we connect one million people together you know so that we can again journey together that we can grow closer communities together and, and things along those lines? and so if you have thoughts on that, um, we would love for you to share that on our Facebook page um, Instagram account, um, or you know uh, in, in the comments or better yet, if you want to connect with Matt and I, uh, just shoot us an email at info at betweenthemiles.com um, and uh, we'll have all those links, of course, in the show notes for sure. But uh, this is not just about Matt and I, uh, even though it, it's it's a vision that's been placed on, we, we want to invite other people to be a part of this. And so if um, you have a story that, um, or an idea or a, a tip, um, again, reach out to us through any of those mediums. If you were uh, impacted or had thoughts about not just this conversation, but any of the other conversations that we've had, uh, feel free to go to our website, uh, betweenthemiles.com and share a comment there, or again, um, share this. uh, And and I don't know about you, Matt, but I've been totally humbled by people who've shared the stories that we've already interviewed and and, and everything like that, because these are good people we've talked to and uh, looking forward to the guests that we have coming up, um, uh, some really good stories, some really good conversations. And so, Matt, before we kind of wrap this thing up, any final thoughts or uh, things that have crossed your mind?
1: Yeah. If, you know, the first thing I'd say is um, if you're looking to make a change personally, professionally, right. um, Reach out to us, reach out to me. Um, You know, we can either, you know, certainly be that sounding board for you. Or we can um, get you connected to someone, right? Like, you want to change your fitness goals? Let's talk to Greg. Right. Right? You want to train, change your mindset? Let's mm-hmm. let's talk to Kate. Right. Um, right? Like, so we've already started to build this bank. And, and I mean, you know, just really scratching the surface, you know, with the network that we're building in, in that regard. And, and Chris, you know, I... I think I shared this with you, but I've already had a handful of people that have reached out and said, Hey, um, I really connected with the type of person that Jackie was. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any, you know, how would I go about scheduling some time with her?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know? Uh and 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 so it is it's been remarkable in such a short period of time, you know, what we've been able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, for others.
2: Definitely.
1: Yeah. So, um, dude, as we wrap up, do you, do you mind if I just if I if I just wrap my thought on change up real quick?
0: Go for it. Go for it. Yep.
1: So, where I was driving with all this was change. Change is gradual. So what everyone saw when I said, hey, guys, I'm leaving Northwestern Mutual. They saw someone that had been there for nine years that they thought was going to um, was going to be there forever. This was all of my experiences leading up to that. Right. That started to shape who I was becoming. And the only the only reason, right? My, my gut told me it was probably time for a change, but the only reason that I knew it was definitely de- definitively time was because I could no longer professionally see myself taking that next level of growth. And so sometimes stuck takes a lot of different forms. Right? And you could be in a really great place and feel stuck. But growth happens outside of your comfort zone. And it happens because we have a vision of something that we're becoming or trying to create that is bigger than ourselves. So if you have that pit in your stomach, if you're feeling something in your gut that's telling you it might be time to change, mm. explore it. Get deep with it and figure out, is this serving five years from now, Chris? Is this serving, you know, who, who I see myself becoming as a spouse, a father, a husband, a person, a friend, whatever?
2: Mm. And if it's not, and you don't have a person in your life, right? Mm. Seek it out. Let us know.
1: We'll help you. But uh, change is exciting. It's great. And quite honestly, the, the new company that I'm with, it's a whole different story. But it was podcasts and books and all these things that I was able to connect with this company over time. And I sought them out. And uh, you know, after one month, it, it's, it's, uh, it's been incredible and, and everything I thought it would be. So um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for those of you out there that hear this and uh decide to make a change in your lives
0: awesome awesome well matt uh with that uh thank you so much for leading the, this conversation on change and uh and again with everyone uh there'll be more times where matt and i uh simply just wrap uh, around a, a certain a subject um and if you have questions if you have comments if you want to reach out to us again uh, go to betweenthemiles.com or shoot us an email at info at between the miles Dot com and uh, of course you can follow us on social media all that will be in the show notes if you loved this conversation or other conversations we would love it if you left a five-star review um uh, on uh, uh on podcasts apple Podcasts, or spotify or anywhere that this podcast can be heard um and of course uh please share uh this episode or any of the episodes with your friends families neighbors use it as an icebreaker to start that conversation um and uh again i'm chris And with me is Matt and we're slowing down to have these conversations between the miles. This has been a Between the Miles production. Your hosts, Chris Wesley and Nat Wells. Music provided by Jan Studio Wide Open Network. For more information, visit our website at betweenthemiles.com.